dedicated to making the classics readable, relevant, and fun. Each episode, we'll discuss one classic book and share some recommendations for more contemporary reads that feature similar themes. As two nerdy bookworms, we appreciate the role of classic lit, but we won't get too academic about it. We'll talk about the books we love and the books we loathe, and help stock your TBR pile with old and new reads for every literary taste. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, Sarah. It's audiobook day. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have wanted to do an audiobooks episode for a while. And since it's getting to be the end of 2020, and we're all thinking about superlatives and best of the year, we had to do an audiobook focused episode. Yes, this is coming out maybe a little bit early. So I mean, we might still encounter some of our favorite audiobooks of the year, but we couldn't wait to release it because we're just too excited about all these good books that we listened to. And we wanted to give you plenty of opportunity to use your audiobook credits and sort of gather some up for the coming months to keep you company over the holidays because it's just a weird season. This has been the year of the audiobook for me. Yeah, it's been a great year for audiobooks for me as well, which is strange because I stopped commuting in March, which was usually when I would listen to audiobooks, (laughs) and I had to find a new way to bring them into my routine, but I am so glad that I kind of figured out some other ways to, to listen to audiobooks. And we also wanted to drop this one towards the beginning of December because we are not going to be shy about telling you we think you should consider gifting Libro FM memberships to some of your loved ones this winter. It's just the perfect gift for a bookworm. I agree. You can also, so this is like a hot insider tip, you can get a gift membership for yourself because with a gift membership, you also get some discounts and there's like a couple... Um, extra perks of a gift membership. And so you can go ahead and get one of those for yourself. It's a little bit different than the two audiobooks for the price of one, but there are some extra perks that you get when you have a gift membership. So either for yourself or for someone else, definitely get a Libro FM gift membership this season. That is good to know. And we... Here at Novel Pairings, we love Libro FM in large part. I mean, the big thing with Libro is that they support independent bookstores. And I will probably be ordering some physical books from my favorite indies for loved ones this season. But a great thing about Libro is you can gift a membership and then and then the reader you gift it to can choose what indie bookstore they want to support with their new membership, which is so cool. Yeah, I love that. And even if you don't have a local independent bookstore, you can choose from bookstores across the entire country. So you can just choose your favorite, maybe a bookstore that you follow online, and feel really good about supporting small business. So we love Libro FM. I know we say it all the time. Our love for them has not faded <laughs> at all. If if nothing else, it has grown. <laughs> It has. And as always, this is in our show notes, but we want to make sure that you know once again that listeners of the Novel Pairings podcast can get two audiobook credits for the price of one by either using our affiliate link to purchase, that's in our show notes, or entering the code Novel Pairings when you go to checkout. And you can purchase gift memberships through our affiliate link as well. And that is super helpful to us. Half of your purchase from a gift membership goes straight to the indie bookstore, and then Libro FM shares a little bit of their earnings with us, and that just goes a long way to help us support the podcast and, and keep keep recording. So those links are in our show notes, or you can go to Libro FM, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and enter the code Novel Pairings at checkout. All right, now that we have successfully sold, I hope, our favorite audiobook (laughs) subscription service. Let's just talk about our favorite audiobooks. Most of these I did listen to on Libro FM, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I do get quite a few 
audiobooks from my Libby app as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I also am a, uh, I really love Scribd. I, or Scribd. I don't, I never know how to say that, which is what, partially why I never talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great service too, where I think it's like $9 a month, $10 a month, and, and you can, um, get access to their audiobooks and and ebooks it's great but yeah pretty much all of these i did listen to on libra we know that's not the only place you can get your audiobooks but um i do think all of the ones i'm mentioning today are available on libra if that's your preferred platform i do i also really love libby libby is great it's fabulous and pro tip if you know someone else with a library card just sign up for Libby with multiple library cards. <laughs> because oh. So like I have my New York library card, but then I also use my mom's Wisconsin library card on Libby. And so I can flip back and forth and see because sometimes a newer book is more widely available on one of those library cards than the other. So the wait is a little bit shorter. There's just more of a selection to choose from. So that's another one of my audiobook life hacks. Oh, that's good to know. I don't think I'm going to do that because I think I already have too many books on my TBR (laughs) and that would be just like one step too far, but that is good to know. So Sarah, we, of course, we've gushed about audiobooks so far, but for you, what makes for a great audiobook listening experience? Like what were some of the qualifications that you look for when you were picking favorites for this list? Hmm. That's a great question. I I think one thing for me is the desire to keep listening because I also listen to a ton of podcasts and sometimes it can be hard for me to choose my audiobook over the podcasts I want to listen to. When an audiobook is really good and really sucks me in, I know I'm loving it because I'm choosing it over my podcast queue. So, and I, that's like an intangible quality. I mean, I, I, it's hard to say exactly what it is about an audiobook that does pull me in that way, but all of the ones that I went with today had that quality of like, I would choose them over other listening options. How about you? So I think two things that I look for are the the narrator. Did I love just listening to their voice? Because I can be kind of picky about who I listen to. And just if I listen to the first 30 seconds of an audiobook and the narrator's voice like grates on my ears in a certain way, then I quit. So narrator is big for me. And then also just the format of the book. Mm. So I have a couple of novels in verse in here. I have I I have just really a mix, but I think that these are books that lent themselves well to the audio format for me. And for me, that means mostly fiction. (laughs) Most of these are fiction. I don't listen to very much nonfiction on audio unless it's a memoir or journalism, unless it kind of reads like fiction. I don't listen to very much nonfiction on audio. I actually do listen to quite a bit of nonfiction on audio, but that doesn't make up a ton of my list today. And I'm not totally sure why. I think I just did listen to more fiction this year than in previous years. Um, I completely agree. I'm pretty picky about narrators. I need the, I, I also want the audiobook to add something to the book because I think sometimes I'll be listening and think, oh, I could be getting through this quicker on the page or maybe tuning into the writing a little bit better on the page. But there are other books where just the way the narrator reads them and because of the style of the book, I get so much more out of the listening experience. 
Humor is big for me on audio. If I think that a book is going to be funny or if I know that it's supposed to be funny, then I am more inclined to listen to it because I want to hear the humor in the narrator's voice and be able to sort of participate in... It feels like you're in on the joke a little bit more if you're listening to it almost. Absolutely. So that's definitely a common thread with my picks for today. Yeah, I have quite a few funny books on my list as well. And I think the one other thing that I uh, tend to lean into with audiobooks is atmosphere. If a book takes place in Mm. another country, I love listening to it on audio, both because of the narrator's like accent and the way they pronounce the words, but also sometimes just hearing the story helps create that kind of armchair travel experience for me. So Sounds like we're going to have a wide range of books on our best of list. We each have 12, so we're going to be sharing 24 audiobooks with you listeners, and these will all be in our show notes. You don't have to worry about writing them down. Um, Just check out those show notes and, and you'll find the entire list there. But Chelsea, what is one of your favorite audiobooks of 2020? Oh man, I almost don't want to share this one first because it's maybe the favorite audiobook of 2020. (laughs) You can stop listening after Chelsea describes this one. (laughs) Um, it's, It's really, really good and it kind of took me by surprise and it definitely will also make my list of just favorite books overall. It's Before the Ever After by Jacqueline Woodson. And I think that we're on record on the podcast already for really loving Woodson's writing and specifically loving her books in audio format just because she's such a poetic writer and they just really lend themselves well to it. Mm -hmm. This is about a young boy who, his name is ZJ and his dad is a football player in the NFL and has had a lot of head injuries, which we know now can result in major brain damage and is is really, um, really detrimental. And But this takes place in the late 90s, early 2000s when some of those discoveries were just being made. So there's that thread. But ZJ also loves music and wants to be a songwriter. And so there's this poetry element to it. This book is heartwarming and heartbreaking. I loved it so much, but I, it was the perfect mix of, of bittersweet. Mm. And I just, this is, this is a book that I keep telling people to read because it was so, so good. And I'm trying to get my husband to listen to it on audio. He's not much of a YA or middle grade reader, but I just think that he would really love it. So I think that this could reach a broad audience. So that's Before the Ever After by Jacqueline Woodson. I can't wait to read this one. And I will also say another thing I love with audiobooks, I really like to reread books that I've already read and loved on audio. And Jacqueline Woodson's books are perfect for that because they're so short. So you can read a book of hers, fall in love with it, and then download it and spend, you know, three hours with those characters again. So great yeah, suggestion. Yeah, that was a, this is a one day listen. Mm-hmm. I think it was under two hours. Maybe that had to do with audiobook speed as well, but oh, it's so good. I can't wait for you to read it, Sarah. I'm excited. All right. One of my favorites of the year was The City We Became by N.K. Jemisin. Did you listen to this or did you read it in paper copy? I read it on the page, but I do have the audiobook in Libro FM for when I want to reread it. Awesome. Yeah, it's really good on audio. So this is a fantasy novel about the city of New York um, coming to life and being tested because in this fantasy world that Jemison creates, all great cities at some point in their history need to come to life and kind of pass this series of tests in order to go on to become like eternal cities. Such a cool concept. Um, And I loved the way the book really captured the urgency of the story. 
Uh, the pacing was great. I loved the way the narrator um, captured each of the characters' individual voices because it's told in multiple perspectives. I tend to like multiple POV books um, on audio. And there are some weird like sound effect things, not overdone, but some like distortion of people's uh, speech when when it's appropriate in the story, which I really liked, although I don't recommend um, turning the speed up too high or that <laughs> will really bug you. <laughs> um, but yeah, The City We Became by N.K. Jemisin, fantastic in any format, but the audio really, uh, really landed well with me. I'm going to have to listen to that one as a reread. I loved that book so much. Gosh, it's so good. I think I'm going to group these next two together. I almost didn't include both of them because they're by the same author, but they really are two of my favorite audiobooks of the year. Early in the year, I listened to The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary, and then more recently, I listened to The Switch by Beth O'Leary. And The Flat Share is about two people who share a flat, <laughs> but they all, they literally share a bed and they've never met before. So one of them is a night nurse. So he is not home at night when the other character is sleeping. So they literally like each have a half of the bed and they don't meet and they correspond through notes and letters to each other. And then eventually they do get to know each other and it's a romance and it's really sweet. I don't know if it's fully in the romance category. It might be better suited in contemporary fiction, but it is romantic. And I really loved it. British narration, always a bonus. I just think a British accent is always fun on audio. Agreed. And then The Switch by Beth O'Leary is so fun. It's about a grandmother and granddaughter who switch houses so the grandmother goes to live in this hip flat in London, and the granddaughter is living out in her grandmother's house in the country, and the granddaughter encounters all of these like little dramatic moments with the community members, and the grandmother sort of experiences this like second life that she gets to live, and it's so charming. Beth O'Leary manages to mix humor and the tough things of real life like the flat share and the switch both deal with heavy heavy topics with just the the gentlest humorous touch so they can be sad but they're just really sweet books the switch is really about grief and the process of grieving but there are also some really funny charming romantic moments so I loved both The Flat Share and The Switch by Beth O'Leary and I almost requested her new book on NetGalley but then I stopped myself because I know I'm gonna want to listen to it on audio <laughs> that was smart <laughs> um my next one is The Space Between Worlds by Micaiah Johnson and I really loved this book and I wanted to include it in this list because I really like experimenting with different genres on audio and sometimes trying a genre that I'm not super comfortable with on audio works better for me than trying it on the page. And The Space Between Worlds is sci-fi. So it takes place, you know, in the maybe not so distant future um, and we have, humans have discovered that there are alternate parallel realities and they can travel to them and kind of gain information that helps with, um, planning and investing and all of that stuff on the earth one, they call it the like original earth. But the trick here is nobody can visit an alternate reality planet if they exist on that planet. And so they have to find people who are have died on other 
in their other alternate realities so that they can traverse there, which means that these like tech billionaires are relying on people who are impoverished or their lives are just riskier or harder and training them to be traversers and sending them on these missions. So the book follows one traverser named Kara and she is so sassy and tough and awesome. And so her voice was fantastic on, on audio. Yeah, I just, I really liked this one and it was a total surprise to me. So the space between worlds. Books always get bonus points if they surprise me. That's what I'm realizing this year. (laughs) Anytime I was pleasantly surprised, it's like a book gets an extra star in my reading. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. All right, this next one is another one of my, oh gosh, like favorite books of the year overall, but also it was really great on audio, Punching the Air by Ibi Zaboy and Yusef Salam. And Yusef Salam is one of the exonerated five. He is now an activist, a prison reform activist. And a lot of his story is threaded throughout this novel in verse. And it was just really powerful to listen to. So the narrator, Amal, is 16 years old. He's convicted of a crime that he didn't commit. And he goes to jail. He is an artist and a poet and that makes for just a really some really beautiful character building and yeah I don't know what more I can say about this I love Ibiza Boy's writing and this is definitely I mean I think that it would be great on the page as well but it was really powerful to listen to it reminded me a little bit of Dear Martin and the the poetry is it wasn't quite as rhythmic i guess as like an elizabeth acevedo novel it was different it was more free verse and prose feeling but i it, it is a novel um in verse so it was really good <laughs> Just, just go read it, everybody. It, it sounds good. I know I uh, we talked about it in our most anticipated fall releases, and I still haven't read it yet, and so I probably will download it on audio and and listen to it soon. My one of this is one of my favorites of the year as well. Another surprise. I listened to it early in quarantine, and it was just so comforting. It is the Jane Austen Society by Natalie Jenner. And it's narrated by Richard Armitage, so all the better to listen to on audio. And it's about a group of readers who love Jane Austen. They live in Chawton, which is the village that Jane lived in for her later life. And her uh, cottage that she lived in is... um, at risk of being being destroyed and so they this little group of readers tries to band together to preserve it and it's just so sweet without being like too syrupy i i really loved it great story of friendship i loved all of the conversations about jane austen that the characters have and it's a wonderful escape um yeah both in like time and place. And it's definitely a cozy one. So I read it or listened to it over the summer, early quarantine maybe. And I do think though it would be a good one for the winter to curl up with. I can't believe I haven't read that one yet. I know. (laughs) You're going to love it. All right. Uh, This next one is The Voting Booth by Brandy Colbert. And I do think that it can be read anytime. I mean, I read it pretty close to the election, which was delightful. Not the election, but the book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think that it's enjoyable anytime. It is about Marva and Duke. And Marva Sheridan is really passionate about making a difference in the world. And Duke's family also sort of is in this space of like being super politically active, but he runs in some into some obstacles when he tries to vote 
Marva signs on to help him. And so this is a story of following these two characters over the course of one day as they get to know each other, as they fall for each other. There's this really cute romance element to it. And as they sort of as they get to know each other, they end up talking about these really important social issues and topics in a in a very natural way that relates to their own lives. And I loved this in particular because there are two narrators. Mm-hmm. So we have a narrator for Marva's perspective and a narrator for Duke's perspective, and they were both great. And the alternating perspectives really came alive with the excellent narration. So that's why I think it makes for an especially good audiobook. I really, I'm big on YA on audio, so yeah, I, I really, really liked this one. Hmm, that sounds really good. Yeah, I still, I still haven't listened to that one, but it is on my radar. What do you have up next, Sarah? Okay, I have something with some humor. I really loved Members Only by Samir Pandaya. This book is so funny. It is about a college professor named Raj. He is the only person of color at his tennis club that he belongs to. And he gets invited to be on the like interview committee to for the next round of people who are joining the tennis club. And he gets very excited when a black couple applies to be part of the tennis club. But Raj has too much wine to drink on the night of the interviews, and he makes a racist joke that completely changes the tone of the interview. Obviously, it's like this horrific, you just feel cringy for every single person in the room. Then his whole tennis club turns on him, accuses him of being racist. He has some internal work to do to process that, but also is really upset that they don't understand what it has been like for him to be the only person of color at the club this whole time. And then it follows him for this whole week where he kind of spirals, like his whole life is just in question and his students are accusing him of being anti-American and he's just, it just tackles so many like cultural touchstones right now that in a really humorous, but also like, I don't know, a way that makes you cringe and therefore reflect on things that you maybe have done. By you, I mean me. <laughs> like that, <laughs> It made me think about like moments that I maybe have said things that I didn't think about. And I, I just thought that was really smart. And it also kind of deals with Um, microaggressions among people of color. And it just, it was really, really good. And so well done on audio where you can feel Raj's panic. But also, I think it might have been almost too cringy for me on the page. But I could hear, yeah, I could hear the humor and kind of the satire and what Samir Pandaya was doing because of the narrator's work. So I loved Members Only, If you've read Members Only, please reach out to me, DM me, because I want to talk about it with other people who've read it. (laughs) All right, Chelsea, what's up next for you? This one I'm excited for you to read. I think you might have started this one. I did start it, yeah. I'm not far at all. Are you listening to it or are you reading it on the page? Oh, yes. Okay. Again, British narrator, can't go wrong. This is uh, Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall, and it's this delightful rom-com about Luke, who has a rock star father and thus is sort of thrust into fame himself, even though he's reluctant about it. And so his dad's making a comeback. Luke is in all the newspapers, and he has this really sort of bad reputation. The newspapers really want to make him out like he's just like his father, like a party boy, and it's really, having that reputation has really messed with Luke's head, and now it's messing with his profession. His job tells him, you cannot be in the newspapers like this, you need to clean up your act, and you need to 
have a boyfriend so that these people don't think you're just sleeping around all the time. And Luke is like, that's not right. (laughs) You can't tell me to get a boyfriend. But um, ultimately, he's like, fine. This job is like all I have going for me right now. I I will find a boyfriend. So he asks his friends and they set him up with Oliver. And Oliver is like complete opposite of Luke. This is very much an opposites attract story. Oliver is like this super buttoned up ethical vegetarian lawyer and he could not be farther from scandalous which is perfect for Luke and the tabloids. So they have a fake relationship. Love that trope. (laughs) And ultimately of course they start falling for each other and it's just a really sweet love story. I thought that the narrator was excellent and it's definitely this like dry wit kind of sense of humor and it came across really well on audio. I think I listened to it over the course of maybe two days. It could have just been one because it was so delightful. I can't wait to get further into that. I agree that the the narration is fantastic. I um I'm going to get into a little bit of nonfiction here. I listened to Wow No Thank You by Samantha Irby and loved it. She reads it herself. She's hysterical. I just, I mean, (laughs) I was like listening while I was cooking and I would just be giggling and actually (laughs) laughing out loud. Just the way she describes herself and her life is both like really relatable and outlandish at the same time. I'm sure this book is fantastic on the page, but when you have a narrator like Samantha Irby who's reading her work herself, I don't know how you can go any other way than but to listen to it on audio. It's so funny and just excellent. It's a collection of essays, um, but all like personal and humorous and just delightful. I... I have another British rom-com to talk about. Yes. This is also one of my favorite books of the year. This is my favorite romance of the year, and it's Take a Hint, Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert. It's hilarious. Like, cracked me up. It was so funny. I actually started reading this one on my Kindle and switched to audio because I had listened to Get a Life Chloe Brown on audio and really liked it. And that was the ticket. I needed the sassy, hilarious British narrator to just bring these characters to life. It's so funny. Danny is a professor and she sort of gets into this situation with Zaf, who is a security guard at her college. And uh, people see him carrying her out of a building. <laughs> And start posting on social media about it. And they end up, again, fake relationship. I don't know. This must be one of my favorite tropes. And they end up in a fake relationship together. And Danny is super confident. And they just have this great chemistry and banter. And I love in a romance when an author is really good at writing banter. And I think it comes across so well in audio. So another British rom-com is Take a Hint, Danny Brown. I also listened to Chloe Brown and I need to listen to that, to the new one. So um, I listened to and really loved Stamped the Remix by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kendi. This is Jason Reynolds taking... Kendi's huge National Book Award winning epic work of nonfiction and remixing it for a YA audience. So it's shorter. It's really direct. The book talks to you, the listener, a lot. And um, it's just it's really accessible, but it it doesn't doesn't dumb down the ideas at all. Like they're they're still really nuanced, important ideas about anti-racism. So, and and Jason Reynolds narrates the audiobook himself, which is fantastic. He's such oh, a good he's narrator. So good. He's so good. 
And I I loved this. I think any teacher, any high school teacher should should read this both for your own anti-racist education and to consider bringing it to the classroom. It's short on audio. It would be a great book to read with students in a history or English class. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it on audio. I didn't like, it's short, but I didn't um, power through it. I liked to kind of stop at the end of each chapter and kind of reflect and, and take it in. Um, but yeah, the, the audio of that worked really well for me. So that stamped the remix. Next up on my list is Transcendent Kingdom by Ya Jesse, which is a book that we both absolutely loved. And it was narrated by Bonnie Turpin. And Bonnie Turpin is just like an automatic click download for me because her narration is excellent. And so many of my favorite audiobooks have been narrated by her. And I think that she just did such a great job with the quiet, reflective nature of Ya Jesse's story. I really enjoyed listening to this because it flows in and out of flashbacks really beautifully. And for some reason, that just really worked well on audio. It feels like you are reading someone's diary. Mm. And so, and it's a lot of internal thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like that is, it's really a lot of personal reflection. So, That just worked super well on audio for me, and I loved it. So Transcendent Kingdom, if you read it on the page and you want to reread it, I do recommend the audio for sure. Yeah, and I think you and I might flip-flop that, and (laughs) I might reread it on audio, and you might reread it on the page. Another work of nonfiction that I really loved on audio was Intimations by Zadie Smith. This is her collection of essays that she wrote during this pandemic and then just like turned around for publication really quick. And it's it's a tiny, slim little book. And I think the audiobook in total is like two hours. Each essay is maybe anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes to listen to. So if you're new to audiobooks, this might be a good one because it almost feels like listening to a podcast where, where each essay feels like its own distinct episode but the reflections in here are just absolutely fascinating and stunning the way she talks about writing and family and there is an essay on um kind of the racial reckoning and the U.S. and there's just so much timely stuff in here she narrates the audiobook herself she has a great voice which I don't think I'd really listened to many interviews with her before. She has a British accent, which is great. Yeah, I I loved this one, and I found it weirdly soothing, even though she's talking about hard things that we're currently living through. It's just kind of nice to to hear how we're all in it together and going through similar things, but but worded by somebody who is a master writer. What can we even say about this next one, Sarah? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we fangirled that, yeah. <laughs> about Elizabeth Acevedo so hard that I don't I don't think I need to say very much about Clap When You Land other than Elizabeth Acevedo is one of our favorite authors and narrators. Yes. She narrates her own audiobooks. Although I forget who she narrated this one with. It was it's a dual narrated story. They're it goes back and forth with two different perspectives. So it's a novel in verse, dual narrator, and it just it just works beautifully on audio like all of Elizabeth Acevedo's work does. But I thought the pairing of her voice with another narrator was really stunning and was definitely a great choice for this book. So it's it's about sisters and grief and coming of age and it's just a really stunning stunning book highly recommend on audio or on paper yeah so good i i listened to that one as well and and loved it but the the hardback copy is so pretty too so there's there's that um i listened to and really enjoyed be held by tara shay nesbitt i talked about this in our crucible episode so i won't go too much into it, but 
This is a multiple POV story set in um, Plymouth Plantation, and it's about a the first murder that occurs in Plymouth. And I liked that there were multiple narrators for the different points of view. I also, like, this book isn't funny, but the she writes it with kind of a, um, like, an older, more archaic tone and diction, which can be kind of hard to get into. But when you hear people kind of performing the writing, it really works, especially the dialogue. Um, yeah, and all of the all of the narrators were were great, and it's short. I think like six hours on audio. So, if you are a historical fiction fan, you might be interested in "Beheld" by Tara Shea Nesbitt. Back on the humor theme, mm. one of my favorite audiobooks was "Here for It" or "How to Save Your Soul in America" by R. Eric Thomas, and this is his memoir in essays that covers his childhood growing up as a young gay black man who is obsessed with pop culture and then sort of chronicles his journey to becoming a pop culture I don't know if he's really a critic he's like a pop culture commentator and humorist and he's really funny these are hilarious essays he's got this really dry sense of humor that and just like snarky kind of that worked super well on audio and he narrates the audiobook himself so you really get the inflection exactly where it's supposed to be and it's just so funny and he manages to thread in pop culture references to his essays and his personal stories in such a poignant and beautiful and also hilarious way and I just I really really loved this book this is one that I can imagine myself rereading on paper or listening to again because I also just found it to be a really comforting read so I think here for it is is a good book for the 2020 times yeah I've heard nothing but good things and really want to download that one I um one of my favorite books of the year is The Night Watchman by Louise Erdrich and I listen to it on audio. She narrates it herself. I don't know if she typically narrates her own audiobooks, but I really appreciated her narration both because her reading voice is excellent, but also I liked hearing, again, where she was emphasizing some of the humorous notes of the book or kind of where she meant things to be a little bit snarky or silly because there are hard things in this book. It's about a Native American community and the like potential loss of their land rights there. And there, yeah, there are tough things in here, but I so appreciated her um, nuanced narration where the hard moments really were heartfelt and, and hit home, but she is an expert at bringing levity into her books regardless of that. So I just loved The Night Watchman. I, I really hope um, people pick it up. It's a fantastic book 2020 release it's on the aspen words long list and audio is a great way to to read it speaking of books that deal with maybe not necessarily always heavy but just topics that don't always lend themselves to humor i thought that such a fun age by kylie reed was amazing on audio and i'm really really glad that i read it that way because i felt like i was able to pick up on so much more nuance from the characters and i just thought the narrator did such a good job particularly of voicing the main character's friend group i just thought that she had a different voice for each character that felt so real and perfect and I really liked such a fun age on audio and I just feel like I got more out of it because I listened to it this is a book that I really highly recommend listening to and 
really excited to hear the narrator do more because she was just great. Yeah, I agree. I I listened to that one as well. And I, I think for the most part, it sounds like people who I know listened to it enjoyed it even more than people who read it. So I think you're right that this is one that you get more out of the audiobook. I felt the same way about the next book I'm going to talk about, which is Black Sunday by Tola Rotimi Abraham. This is another one on the Aspen Words Long List. It's about four siblings in Nigeria. Um, Their mother loses her government job, and then their father gets kind of swindled by a pastor and ends up giving away basically all of the family's money. And then it follows the four children from childhood into adulthood. And this is one of those books I was talking about. It really, I think listening to it really helped me um, grasp the setting and the culture, maybe even more than having reading, reading it on the page would have. And there are four narrators for each of the four children and their points of view. And they're all fantastic. And each narrator... I mean, I think this is in large part due to the writing of Tola Rotimi Abraham, where she really has a distinct voice for each character. But then the narrators go even further in bringing those characters to life. And so I I thought this one really, the audiobook very much enhanced the experience for me of reading Black Sunday. All right. I'm on my last one here. And this is actually, this is a book that I read I had to look at my Goodreads. This was the first book that I read in 2020. Oh, wow. I think the date was like January 3rd or something. And I it left enough of an impression on me that I remember it for my favorite audiobooks of the year. It is How We Fight for Our Lives by Saeed Jones. And it's uh, his memoir. He reads it himself. And... It's a really powerful, beautiful memoir. The, I mean, the relationship between Saeed and his mother is so touching. And I will say there are some really intense moments that I almost maybe wished I was reading on the page instead of audio. I often can take in intense scenes better reading them maybe when my eyes can like skim over the words versus hearing them Mm. it's just a much more visceral experience for me so I would give a heads up for that but I mean I was I was fine it it just depends on perhaps what some of your triggers are but I I really thought that it was beautiful on audio and is just overall a fantastic book Mm. I really want to read that one. Oh, you haven't read this one yet? Mm-mm. Oh, Sarah, you're going to love it. Yeah. I, it's so good. I'm excited, too. Um, okay, I have two more, I think, because you doubled up on, on yep. one of yours. So I have um, The Gin Patrol on the Purple Line by Deepa Anapara. This is a mystery, and it takes place in India in a huge city that um, has very impoverished section of the city and a very, very wealthy portion of the city. And in the impoverished part of the city, children begin to go missing. And the police either aren't really interested in investigating or just can't seem to figure out what's going on. So it falls upon nine-year-old Jay and his two best friends, (laughs) yes, to try and figure out where their friends are going. And uh, like the, this book, the reason it's fantastic is Jay's voice. I mean, he is, the way he sees the world is just so, I don't know, hopeful, but also the things he's scared of make total sense for a nine-year-old to be scared of. The way he's both like very impressed by and also resentful of his brilliant best friend who's a girl like it's just very (laughs) just very sweet and I mean there are tough things in this book and it's based on a true story of children going missing from a particular Indian city and and so it's not all light and sweet but 
the way she uses Jay's voice to kind of mitigate the some of the harder things is really, really impressive. So I think if you like um, armchair travel, if you like mysteries, but do know like this book is both really sweet and um, and and really hard at times. It's it's got that balance, and then going in a completely different direction. I really loved re-listening to The Remains of the Day this year. So this is the only like older book. I think pretty much all of mine I shared are 2020 releases, but this was one of my favorite listening experiences was going back and re-listening to that Kazuo Ishiguro book for one of our episodes. And it just can be really a nice treat to listen to a favorite classic on audio. And I thought that, yeah, that like you talked about with Transcendent Kingdom, sometimes being in a character's interior world works better for me on audio. And I think that The Remains of the Day is great on on audio. This was really fun to yeah. hear about your audiobooks because, I mean, we're always saying like, oh, I'm listening to audiobooks or whatever. Like, I feel like we're always talking about our audiobooks, but it was really fun to hear some of your highlights for the year. Yeah, I agree. And I have quite a few Libro credits stored up. So I know I'm going to be downloading a few of your suggestions for my own December reading. Well, I'm excited to hear what you end up listening to, and I'm really excited to hear what listeners end up picking up based on these recommendations because. I just, I don't know, there's something so satisfying about recommending books, but specifically audiobooks, because I feel like it's it's just not universal by any means. Every listener is so different. So we want to hear about it. Follow us over at Novel Pairings on Instagram and let us know. Tag us in your Instagram stories to shout out the podcast and let people know that you're listening. It's a great, simple, quick way to support the show. And if you want to take it a step further, go ahead and write a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe so that you never miss an episode. All of those things are super helpful to us as we keep creating novel pairings for you all. And if you are considering gifting yourself or a loved one a Libro FM membership this holiday season, please do consider using the affiliate links in our show notes. It's no additional cost to you and it helps us so much over here. So thank you for listening along. Thank you to Michelle Timmons for her assistance and to Miles Eichner and Mark Anderson for our theme music. Next week, we'll be back with an episode on My Antonia by Willa Cather. Until then, we declare after all, there is no enjoyment like reading. How much sooner one tires of anything than of a book. Mm-hmm.